Ciao ragazzi, welcome. This is a uh, special edition. You know, on the City I Sit Down, we like to do deep dives of as many teams as we can. As one team we particularly haven't done so far. It's one of the seven sisters. Of course, you see the shirts. We're talking about AS Roma. I'm not going to do this alone. We got a very special guest to uh, help us do this. Uh, please welcome to the show, Wayne Gerard. Wayne, you are an Italian writer of all sorts of areas. Uh, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks so much. I'm excited. I love what you're doing on the channel, and it's really cool. And I messaged you, uh, I guess, about a week or two, and I was like, what's the Roma one? And you're like, oh, well, you're in it. So I was like, yeah, <laughs> let's do this. I think you're it. That's right. Now, I'm glad to have you on. And uh, before we get started, uh, let the listeners, for those who don't know who you are, just tell them who you quickly, who you write for, and uh, where people can find you real quick. Sure. I'm in my seventh season working uh, for Roma, doing some social media for them do the now it's Roma fan cam instant analysis when we win and uh, some pieces here and there that I've written um, a few every year, like long form articles. And it started off as a small job, you know, with uh, like, I would, I would analyze three players from the opposite team to watch. And then that grew into more interviewing fans, which helped me realize kind of what I really like to do as well, which was uh, not just to write or to, to film, but also just to kind of be like a connection between the team and the fans, and that's something Roma has afforded me. I did my thesis for my master's in history on the politics or socio-political fandom of AS Roma, historical journey, and how they, the different divisions and political nice. affiliations that they have. So I've, uh, I've I've spent a lot of my life, you know, professional or adult life, trying to put all these pieces together. And it's not just, uh, you, you can't just be a writer anymore. If, if you, I think if you really want a career, you have to be able to fit and wear many different hats, right? And expensive, right. In all of them too. So, um, and I'm still, I'm doing some stuff for uh, Italian football TV as well for a few, um, a few months now in an official capacity, which has been great. And you may have seen like maybe some of my stuff perhaps for Gentleman Ultra. Yep. Uh, the Drossi, Pirlo article, Fabrizio Mecoli, a bunch of just, you know, the, the stories that drive me and the ones that are, not always so out in the open for the English speaking audience to try and put those out there and bring those to life and give them some existence for the rest of the you know, non-Italian speaking cultural fans. Yeah, I think, and I think that's so important, right? For, for those of us who love the game so much to really uh, bring out the stuff that we love to others that may not know exactly what it is, especially for us English speaking fans, we may not know all the history and know the, the Mikulis of the world. So bringing that out, we love that you do that and love anybody who does that. We want to make sure we, uh, share those creators to the world so people understand who they are and learn more about the game. So thank you for doing that, and thank you for joining us today. Um, yeah, excited to talk some Roma. I'm wearing my Roma Club DC shirt. Uh, big fans of those guys uh, down in DC, and they gave me this shirt when, when I went there to watch a, a game, Roma-Milan, which we'll get to here in a moment. Uh, before we get to the deep dive of Roma, uh, let's talk about this past weekend, Roma-Napoli. A big game, right? Obviously, top of the table, Napoli against Roma, who's who's really trying to make a push this year, new manager. Um, it was always going to be a tight affair. What was your assessment of the game? Because 0-0, not what people expected from score-wise, score but it had a lot, of, a lot of action in this game. Yeah, I was content, but I wasn't satisfied. I was happy that 
we have a big, a really nice platform now. There's been this question throughout the first few months with Mourinho as to, do we need an extra center midfielder? And that question still definitely remains as far as the depth. However, we did see Veratu and Cristante perform an excellent, one of their top matches, perhaps their best together ever. And behind them, you can say just as well the same words for um, Mancini and Ibanez, who I thought were fantastic back there. So, you know, seeing them get back to, not get back, but actually form something special here is really fortunate because I think that if it didn't start to, we didn't start to see that type of substance, then come in January, we could have had a little bit of a merry-go-round. I'm not sure what could have happened. So we get that platform at this point. Vina is fitting in very nicely. He's growing, I think, in each match I've liked from him. Yeah. Barstorp has been really solid. Yeah, he actually had a very good match and one of the, I thought, a game-winning save. Where... He dropped a dime to uh, yeah. Pellegrini late in the game, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's balanced, right? And I think that's exactly what you want from a modern-day outside back. And then, of course, you go into the attack, right? And I think they're just going to need a little bit more time, some more chemistry, perhaps an extra player. If we start to think about what does Roma actually need, I think perhaps somebody who's like a, a true fluent left winger would do a lot of wonders for this team. Somebody perhaps like 23, 24 years old who's got a lot of legs in them. Because one thing that I felt was that our striker just wasn't getting enough support. So with that, you know, you kind of have to take a little bit from here in order to get there. So defensively, we're very good, right? However, if we had moved up and started to support Tammy a little bit more, would we have been found out a little bit more? Would we have encountered or given up a little bit more space uh, in between the lines? So I'm not convinced yet. They don't, unfortunately, you know, I'm not the coach and and I'm confident with Mourinho that he can figure that out. right? Right. So I think that at the end of the day, Roma Napoli for me gave a great platform where I can say, now I see what we need to work on for the rest of the season. And I'm confident with many of the players that we have in the starting lineup. And we can start to pinpoint the smaller issues, which can ultimately lead us to big success. And this is a big game because not only Derby del Sud, but it's you just came off a horrendous game in Europe where you needed to have a bounce back game. And I think the 0-0 game was, was good because had you come back in this game and got blasted by Napoli, questions, big yeah. questions have been asked. But you guys held your own against a very attack-minded Napoli uh, and so, you know, kudos for Mourinho for really regalvanizing the team to get him ready for the game. Um, you know, you mentioned you know, some of the pieces you guys may be missing. Tommy Abraham did have the best shot of the game for any either team really had that one opportunity where uh, Rahmani got him. You can call that a penalty. Some will call it a penalty, some will not. But he had the greatest opportunity in the game. Um, personally, I've, I've been a fan of this Roma team, this Roma midfield for the last two years. Uh, I think they play very well together, play very possession-type game, very good on the counterattack. Obviously, you play a team like Napoli, it's always going to be hard to get possession. Um, but you mentioned the defense is pretty strong. Where are the weak – you obviously mentioned the left winger, some area concern. Um, do you see, like, maybe a, a second striker as a need? Do you like the formation Mourinho's using? Would you like more depth in the midfield? How do you feel about the midfield? Because I'm a big fan of the midfield, even though I'm not a Roma supporter. I like it. A, a player that we keep seeing is Zakaria. And if he was to come in this ball winning, big, strong midfielder, it gives us another dimension. He's very good, by the way. I love him. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't say I've seen him live. I don't watch too much German League. If, if it's on and in passing, you know, I'll put it on for a few minutes. But I'm glad to hear that you do uh, rate him. And when I've seen him in YouTube clips and the highlights, you know, eight, nine minute. Um, strings of his performances I said yeah that's a player that I could definitely use for the remainder of the season 
and one that just screams Jose Mourinho. Now, if I'm going to pinpoint like one, I if you had asked me this question three, two, three weeks ago, I would have probably said a rotational center back, perhaps one that's like on top of his game okay. and covered for Karsdorp. Now I actually am starting to feel a little bit differently. Oh, and, okay. and the center midfielder. So, so you can say those three. Right. I still feel that the center midfielder, but to me, as well as the cover for Karsdorp, the most urgent coverage, and not only coverage, but like a set, like a real dynamite player, would have to be on the left wing. And I'm thinking of Jeremy Boga because I know his contract's about to expire. Yeah, he's a he's a saucy little left winger there. He creates yeah. lots of problems for defense. Yeah. I, yeah, like so I would like to see him make the jump. There's uh in Serie A, actually, there's there are some good left wings, but I actually see more depth in the right wing position when you look on like the middle and lower half of the of the table. And I'm not scared of promoting a player and buying a yeah. player and saying, like, you know, I rate you and I think you have what it takes to go to the next level. So it doesn't always have to be a lateral move, like say, like grabbing um, a winger, like let's say from a mid-table Premier League team or right. one that's really good in France, right? It right. could be somebody from within Serie A, in my opinion, who just needs a needs a chance and shows that they have the raw skill. And I think Boga is one of those players. Yeah. Oh, no, I agree 100% about that. Uh, we've read, read Jeremy Boga for a while now. He brings a lot to that Sassuolo attack, and I think he could, wherever he goes, I'm happy that Sassuolo signed him because he stays in the league. And so if he were to move within the league, I think it's just a bonus for the league to keep him in there. So I like that. I like that shout a lot. Um, so a player who is obviously very dynamic, probably the, undoubtedly the star of your team, Zagnolo. Uh, he's had some injury problems in his career thus far. It's well noted. Um, a couple weeks ago, he picked up an injury and the whole culture community gasped because we were wondering, please don't be this a serious injury. And I'm happy to, that we saw him against Napoli. Um, what, were, what were your thoughts immediately in that last game, game before that he went down on the injury? Did you did you know that it was a serious injury or not? What, what were your thoughts when you, when you saw yeah, the injury? Yeah, man. I was, uh, Rich, I was nervous when, when he did go down. And... He hasn't had like the assists and the goals yet, but he's so important to this team. I see him as one of the very few players in the squad who can unlock a player 1v1, take them on. He can slow the game to the point where he draws defenders and opens up the rest of the field. And that's a, that's a quality that I love. And he's not the typical right winger because he attracts that attention and he is uh, he's muscular. He's got actually getting kind of big. So he's he's very interesting out there. And I think that he's definitely going to be putting up those numbers in the second half of the season, if not in the coming weeks, because I see it. However, just to answer that, yeah, I was very nervous. However, with the muscle and the size that he's been putting on, I'm less afraid because I can see that he is committed to getting better. And yeah. with, the, with the proper physical therapy that he's been putting in, I'm, I'm hopeful that he will remain healthy. Yeah, I think we all do. I mean, even even if you're just a Calcio supporter in general, I think Zaniolo is so important for the league and for the Azzurri, and it's important to see that he continues to progress better because, uh, I mean, the kid has amazing talent. And, you know, if your your dream comes true and you get Jeremy Boga, I can't imagine Jeremy Boga and Zaniolo coming out the defense. That oh, is just man. nightmares for the league. Uh, so that's very mouthwatering. So speaking of mouthwatering, obviously the game against Napoli was a difficult game. Drew 0-0. Um, another big game come this weekend against my Milan. Uh, it's it's another big game, another top of table clash because Milan is uh, currently in first place as of right now. Obviously, Napoli hasn't played yet uh, as as of this recording. But Roma, you're trying to get in, you're get to, into the uh, picture of the not only Champions League but possibly even Scudetto. You know, many many Romanisti are, are thinking there's a chance of that. Um, 
how do you see this game against Milan shaping up? Because they're not Milan is not playing a top form. They're being very resourceful right now. Do you think there's an area for them that you guys can really beat them and, and take advantage of? I see Milan and Inter as the teams who play this. Both are playing equally the best football in Italy right now. I like Milan, and I do enjoy watching them, particularly because their defense is so strong. And I don't think you can take anything away from that with that. And they're also, what's the word, multi-dynamic, very highly dynamic. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the stats, right? Sancho Tonali is a player who I believed in. And I'm, for him, because I'm not a Milan fan, right? I'm not going to say I'm happy for Milan, but I'm happy for Tonali to kind of show up and become a really good player. And he's proving that so far. He's still only 21 years old. And I, I look through the goals, though, and I see a Milan who can hit you in a lot of different ways. Because even Ben Esther, he just scored a ridiculous goal. Uh, you know, Rebic has a goal. Zlatan is back with already had two, you know, so quickly. Uh, Kessie, he's been having his problems. But he's been, even when he plays, though. Leal's having a breakout year, so. Leal's four goals and an assist, ridiculous. And he, he looks so dynamite, this guy. Like, I don't, I don't want to play against him. Yeah. Him on the left wing. Like, very hard to play against. Brahim Diaz, he's showing up as a number 10 now. And um, who else has got a few goals here? Davide Calabria. <laughs> and then you got Teo yeah. Hernandez. This is a good team. And Yoli yeah. has had them for, I believe, three years now. So they, they're they not like, oh, it's year zero. No, this is Milan with uh, some time under their belt and yeah. some integrity to their play. So I, I'm definitely wary of this Milan for sure. And I think that if they can figure it out long term, and keep grinding out these results that it's going to be them and Inter at the end of the season, I believe. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree with that. I, I would even throw Napoli in that mix as well. Um, where do you see the weakness at the moment uh, with Milan that you think Roma can really exploit? Is it probably the counterattacks, I think? Because I, I, I think, you know, at times, you know, minus Tomori, Milan's defense is fairly slow back there. Uh, Teo at times can be missing his head. And if Calabria pushes up, there's a gaping hole back there. And obviously... Kiar and Romagnoli, they're 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 good, but they don't have the pace that you know. Maybe if you have a Zaniolo on the attack or Mikatarian, who's very very quick, or Tammy Abraham as well. So, do you think that's a counterattack you're going to be able to get Milan? Because you're obviously going to have to play compact. You know, knowing Mourinho, it's going to be a very similar tactic to Napoli. Uh, yes, the counterattack's got to be the way to beat Milan, isn't it? Yes, for sure. And if Teo starts taking up that space, he's going to be going against a different type of opponent. Zaniolo versus Hernandez is going to be an interesting matchup. And, I have flashbacks of Chiesa versus Teo, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's not going to be able to bite as much space as he would like. And against uh, Kier, that would be interesting, I think. Tammy, is do you, is Tamori predicted to get the start? He's going to be healthy? Well, he's healthy. He started tonight uh, with Romagnoli. And then he, um, so I'm not sure. It's, I would imagine Tamori's going to start, but uh, yeah. it'll probably be Tamori and Kier. But you never know. You never know with Pioli. So short rest. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I definitely think it's going to be on the counter. I would like to see who's going to be starting at left wing for Roma. I have a feeling it's going to be El Shadoui, but uh, it could be Mkhitaryan just based on confidence within the yeah. player. I think Mourinho likes to have El Shadoui more as a super sub. So it's. I think this is going to be a heck of a game, actually. This is going to be one of the games of the season. I, I agree. I think, you know, I, I know Milan had a tough game against Torino today. Uh, Torino is going to play that kind of, 
grinded out kind of game. And you know Mourinho's gonna love that kind of style, especially against an opponent who likes to have possession. So it's gonna be a tough, tough game. I mean, goals gonna be hard to come by. You know, I I see both teams scoring, honestly. I think yeah. uh, Roma has a talent offensive, and I think Milan are are good enough that they can score goal themselves. I don't, it's it's gonna be a good game. I, I agree with you. I think it's gonna be a mouthwatering yeah. affair. Um it would be hard to call this one. Anyway, like, gonna be that, you know, nah, this is gonna be <laughs> an interesting match. It is. It is. And you could, I mean, arguably either team could blow off the other one too. I mean, that's how good the squads are. Um, let's get deep dive into, into Roman now while we got a few minutes left. Um, coming into the season, obviously the, the acquisition of Mourinho was huge. Add to that Tammy Abraham. You got Eldor as well. Some other pieces are coming coming to fold. Obviously, Zagnola getting healthy. Um, going into this season with all these pieces coming in, did you fancy Roma with a, a – a strong Scudetto opportunity this year. I did. I felt that they were a dark horse and that now I see that there are a couple holes, but I think that those can be repaired with a, with a few shrewd fixes. And I believe in Tiago Pinto, our sporting director, that him together with Mourinho, that they could start, start, that they could perhaps become one of the best playing teams. Now, of course, injuries and all those things happen throughout the season, which makes it difficult to compete on two or three different fronts. So I saw them mixing it up with the top teams. And we saw that against Napoli, right? Because they were they were the better team. If I'm going to be a non-bias, even though, of course, you look at my back, my wall, and you'll see them. <laughs> and it's not just the shirt. However, I thought that they outplayed up until then the best team in Serie A yeah. and you know going into it I, I that's that was kind of like my goal is can yeah. they do it and now the trick is can we keep it going and I think that's a, that's that's the hardest part so yeah. I'm glad with that performance and like Mourinho said at first we've got to keep it going match by match and not get ahead of ourselves and start to be put ourselves or make us out to be something we're not just got to put in the hard work and there's no excuse for that. Yeah. And I think you're not alone. Many people were touting as Roma is one of the favorites, obviously with Mourinho and his pedigree in Serie A and in the world, really. Um, I know on City, I sit down. Some people didn't like that. Our responses, because we both thought, you know, uh, we think highly of Mourinho and Sadi too at Lazio. We didn't, we thought that those two, they would change up so much in their teams the, that they would make their team better. We knew Mourinho was going to shut down the defense, make the defense much better than it was previously. And that's happened already. Yeah. Um, but we knew that there's were so many questions in Mourinho. We weren't ready to quite tout them as the next Scudetto contender, but we thought they were going to be in the mix. This team, this league is the most deepest we've seen in a while. I think seven, eight teams can arguably fight for that Champions League spot. And it's going to be tight all year long. So yeah. just because you don't pick someone like Roma as a Scudetto favorites doesn't mean they're not going to be in the mix. I mean, anyone yeah. goes on a run, we've seen, they can get hot and, you know, anything can happen. So, um, yeah, if they had been hot right now, I think people would be putting them right up there. They would be in the conversation. Exactly. If, they had, if they had three, six more points and, you know, a few, few of those games which uh, could have gone their way, Unfortunately, didn't. But those are the growing pains, right? Yeah. And yeah. Now we can start to hopefully get past those growing pains. Luckily for you guys, uh, your uh, counterparts across the city are also having growing pains. So that's always, that's always nice to see when they they fall too, right? Stinking like goldfish. All right. So 
the season the way it's gone so far um ups and downs obviously right um you said you've seen a lot of good so far you've seen some gaping holes already um where i mean you obviously mentioned left winger some pieces that you think can come in there do you think we've seen in some locations with Mourinho has been brilliant in his career but there's some locations and mostly recently where he's he's kind of lost the locker room you don't feel that's happening now but is that ever a fear of you as the season goes on that maybe players get tired of him or something like that or maybe they don't under, if they start getting I many think results the ones who aren't under him and aren't willing to put in the hard work and they're just using Roma as a stopgap or mm. something in their career, that they're going to fade out. But that's kind of what I want. Like, if right. you're not fully committed and you're not willing to get behind the coach, then this isn't for you because that is one of the definitions of a project is everyone comes together to try to make something difficult happen, right? So at one point, there's got to be a time where you say there is no more time and your time is up because we're going to get people who believe in this for better or worse. And that's the philosophy that I'm, that I go along with from Mourinho. No, hundred, hundred percent. Now I got your handle there. So people can see your handle. Um, rest of the season. How do you see the rest of the season panning out here? Um, do you see yourself in the, in the champions league spots and the Europe league spots? I, I, I fully believe, and this is just me. What, from what I've seen in Mourinho, he's going to go for that trophy in the, uh, what's it called? The Confederation champions cup or whatever it's called. The, uh, European Yeah, we'll we'll make a push there and yeah. I think that they'll secure fourth. No. I think they'll start to push the other teams off their shoulders for mm. fourth and yeah. start to lock that down. And I think that's the goal. That's got to be it's got to be the goal at this point. And if if along the way we start taking some points off the big boys then just as well. Yeah, the battles against the seven sisters as we like to call them. I might be eight sisters at this point. It's it's gonna be key, and another one coming up this weekend with Milan. So, uh, yeah, I'd be very curious to see how how Roma uh, comes out this season. Like I said, I've been a big fan of their of their midfield. I just love the way they move the ball and Vera too back there pulling the strings. The Mikatarian, I mean, those guys are just brilliant. Um, before we wrap this one up, uh, you're a Roma fan. Um, who are some of your favorite players in history? Obviously, Totti's name is gonna be up there. Um, what are your favorite moments for Roma, and who are your favorite players through history? In history, it is Montella, who is somebody I really looked up to as a number nine. Nice. Yeah, loved him. Um, Damiano Tomasi, Perota, these are guys I really enjoyed playing and that were kind of role models for me as I was a young teen. Nice. Um, Giannini, if I go back into the 80s, I loved him as a number 10. Just the way that he was on the ball was, uh, he was magic. He was royalty, yeah. the prince. Yeah. Uh, principe. And... And as time went on, uh, of course, there's Francesco. But from thinking more of like that Spalletti era, mm, yeah. now how I how I play and how I try to model myself is I think of Pizarro actually, who was super underrated. For oh yeah, contributed you know to Spalletti's time in Rome. He was great. Peck yeah. was a phenomenal regista, defensive midfielder. Uh, man, you could learn so much from watching his play about simplicity and vision. Oh, was it? Wasn't he great? Oh my goodness! If I think a little bit outside of Roma, um, hmm, I'm trying to think like a Fiorentina or or uh, other teams like that at Parma, I really looked up to Gilardino. And but as I grew up, I started falling less for strikers and more for playmakers. And Ronaldinho was just not, oh. not someone that I, you know, wanted to emulate or looked up to, but someone who I was just in awe of. Jaw-dropping, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh my goodness. 
for real. And then on the other side of the spectrum, who's getting himself in some hot water today, Antonio Cassano. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. He was magic. Uh, oh. guy, he was really something else. One of the, he, he could have been a world beater. And yeah. He's just so like divinely talented. Wasted talent almost, you know, just because his yeah. head wasn't always in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we had, he has a nickname we won't repeat in here, but it's for a good reason, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, great. Uh, love talking about Roma. I wish we could probably talk a lot more, more about Roma, but uh, our time is pressing, and I know yours is yours is special, and so I want to be uh, courteous to that. Uh, please tell our followers where they can follow you on social media and plug anything you would like to plug. Yes, thanks so much. I'm, uh, when Wayne Realms is on Twitter. I'm still waiting to get my real handle back. Because I got flagged for filming at uh, Roma Club New York. Oh. I'm like, I'm like, you know, Roma Club DC, another great club. But yes, that's like temporarily suspended. So hopefully I'm going to get Wayne and Rome back one day. But that is still my Instagram as well as my website, WayneandRome.com. And uh, I'm always putting stuff out. So just just give me a follow and it'll be great. Trust me. I, I, will, I promise I won't disappoint. I try to just make interesting stuff, whether if it's uh, memes of dogs or... <laughs> what I'm making for dinner. You can always hit me up if you want some recipes for that too. So I echo those sentiments. I believe, yeah, everyone should follow Wayne here and make sure you don't, if you don't already, you, you need to. Uh, and so make sure we share the handles and, and anything you, anything you show up, we'll, we'll retweet as best we can, uh, as often as we can too. So uh, thank you again for your time here. This is here with Wayne Gerard talking Roma, finally talking AS Roma, a uh, deep dive. And uh, yeah, we'll try to get you on later on the season, talk some more Roma and, uh, yeah, well, uh, can't wait to uh, deep dive more into the Gilarosi later on. So thank you again for your time tonight. Thanks so much, Rich. Awesome.